And we're good. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Tabula Rasa, Devil's Humor. I am creator and writer, Jack Kalk. And joining me today, we have director, composer, and the Hermani to my Harry, Anna Rodriguez. Hello, Harry. And also joining us this time, we have um, sometime actor, current assistant director, Dave Morgan, who is also the Luna Lovegood to our Harry Potter and Hermione. I think I'm more like Neville, but hello. (laughs) Well, hello, Neville. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> All right, so we open the That's episode in a shady alley. Yes. That's a technical term now, shady alley. Yes. Good point. <laughs> um, ooh, we have someone new. Yes. Um, no. Cast. This is Sarah McKenzie as Penelope Arachne Carter. Um, who is only credited as Arachne right now, but her name is not a big secret. Um I just came up with it after this, after this script came out. I don't know why I didn't do it the first time. And we just killed her. So yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Killed before the credits. That's pretty good. Ganymede. Um, Sarah, I believe, auditioned for Jane the first time around. Or the, first, the only time around. Um, and we, we held on to her name because we'd like to use our um, auditioning actors. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. And Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede, though I don't know. Maybe you got that, Jack. I, I might not have. I'm sorry, Jason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm here for you, Jason. I'm here for you. <laughs> and the most wonderful theme ever. I'm yeah. sorry, you can't see me, but I'm sitting here like throwing my arms back and forth in time. Um, I love this song. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um once again, thanks, Karina, for letting us use this. I feel like I'm going to be thank doing that you. for the next 26 months. Um, One rainy but yes, thank you, Karina. A woman appeared on the doorstep of totally. Um, she didn't know her so, own yeah. Name. As usual, um, I don't know how long I can keep she this going, but I'm trying going. to make every episode... This is the first piece of music you hear, the theme music. It's really hard, especially with this episode, to not put in mood music. In the first scene, but mm-hmm. I want I want the first musical thing that hits the audience is the theme because it's so good, mm. so awesome. That's a cool concept. I like that a lot. I'll keep that in mind. Oh, actually, episode eight. <laughs> uh. Anyway, anyway. So let's talk about the title. Um, yeah, it's it's one of my David Copperfield titles. Ah. Uh, which I, I don't remember if it's a, like sometimes I like to use chapter titles like Sergeant Clark's Gauntlet is an edited version of that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, well, David Copperfield. It's been a month already. I don't think it is. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Uh, well, we are so, now in uh, Liza's office, and Dave, you directed this. Yes, I did. We've got Lynn Cullen as Liza Finch and Susan as Jane. So, what do you think? Just a little sitting around having some Chinese food. Yes. Yum. People on this show like tea and Chinese food because nope, they're not wrong. things I usually eat, and I didn't want them to eat things I like. There's I don't know nothing why. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> this music is Sleepy Thoughts. Nice little piece comes up under it. Oh, I love it. It's so twangy. <laughs> Very thoughtful. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, one, one of the directions we gave to Susan um, for this episode was, it's been a month, and Jane is less of a blank slate than she was when she started out. She's slowly starting to carve out who she is 
or or who she's choosing to become rather than who she was. Um, so that that's why Jane sounds so different from the way she usually does. That's good. It's showing that she's growing finally. Right. Yeah. Very short. Something about taxes. And yes, um, this this thing. This is more of an exposition thing. There are more flashes than what we see Jane having. Right. Um, but yeah, it, she, she'll have little flashes and if they're not important and they're disjointed, we probably won't mention them or bring them up, but she has more than the ones we just see. You know, from that flash I had. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I mentioned this. Jane, there are over two. So this is referring back to the, um, what we ended the last episode or episode two on. Was it two? Yes. Yeah. Episode three began episode three. And here's Raphael bursting in like Kramer. Um, <laughs> you know, now we need bass. Played a horse by Chris Hackney fabulously. He snags some food on the way out. Oh man, now I want to write Seinfeld Tabula Rasa the Seinfeld episode. Oh man. Okay, I mean, I've created a monster. Absolutely George. Or um, Clark's totally George. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what do we get? Um, so we've Give returned to the shady alley, and I directed this one. Um, so making their appearance as Pete, as Nathan, and Kristen Bays as Lakeisha, and everybody else has appeared already and appearing again. What in doubt? C four. Brown paper bag, full of See. stuff. That's right. <laughs> um, mainly because I don't know anything about explosives. <laughs> because I feel like researching explosives may put me on some sort of watch list. <gasps> yeah, no, we, we kind of need yeah. you for a while. Especially at a college. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So good, Although good. when I wrote this, I was still living at home before college started. But anyway. Do we have any ID? She's been fingerprinted. Let's see. Um, music under this Any, is uh, again uh, Josh Woodward. This one's Dreams in Blue. Mm-hmm. So, and we do have a rather blue Get person at their feet. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? It's a weird uh, It's gonna be one of those commentaries, isn't it? <laughs> it's late. We're all a little punchy. Yeah. Uh, just, it's okay. Well, best we can do is check surrounding good buildings, times, see if anyone notices suspicious. Um, yeah, this this episode opens like every other episode of a cop show. Um, as we start to move away from that whole cop show thing. Are you all right? I'm fine. Why? You just have an odd look on your face. That's important. Dun 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 dun. dun. And the fact that Jane doesn't know she had a weird look on her face. It's also important. Dun dun dun! So, um, car. Um, I try to. I realize now, even though I want to use that one piece of music, Moonlight Requiem, every time with uh, Ganymede, the voice over the phone. The voice over the phone. It's it's hard. To, I don't also don't want to overdo it. So here you just have it creep in towards the end of the piece. So I might drop that, but whole do the song every time they appear. But I don't know. I'm still considering it. Here you just get a hint <laughs> of the voice of the phone's theme. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say about that. And now this scene, this conversation um, is about Hunger Games. Oh, and, okay. my, and my trouble with um, 
what am I? What is, why am I blanking on the name? The drunk guy. Come on, Woody Harrelson. Yes. I, I thought Woody Harrelson was too tall. Um, I don't know. I just I needed. Is that screaming coming from my No, that's that's in the mix. Oh, sorry. Okay. When I put this together, I found apartment ambience with a perfect baby screaming. In every kind of shabby apartment, you hear babies screaming in the hall, so I just had to put it in there. It, it sounds like my dorm building, so I... <laughs> although, you have you know, babies in your dorm building? How odd. No, I... <laughs> just the, the noise. Never mind. Uh -huh, anyway. Uh-huh. So, Dave, good job with the authenticity here. Yeah, yes, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> oh, well, so clearly Dave directed the scene. Um, oh, guest star, we have MCR Garcia playing our landlady. That's yes, right. and that, that cough was actually in there. She said it wasn't to build character. She was just having a sore throat or something that day, but I had to put it in. It was perfect for the character. Well, I, I asked her to play the landlady as a meth addict, so um, <laughs> it works. Also, if you listen very closely in the background of the TV, she she's listening to an episode of Seminar that you wrote, Jack. That's from Why You Pick Up Your Socks. Is that me? Oh. That's you. Yep. A little cameo from episode 40. Yep, but Dave was trying to figure out what to put on the TV, and I suggested, well, why don't we pick one of Jack's shorts from the seminar? Thank so. you, guys. That's me <laughs> and my little brother, then. And Lynn hey. is also in that one. This is great, Liza. Thank you. Uh, we are now at Liza's house, and Dave also directed this scene. Yes, here. little family dinner. And for some reason, this scene was very hard to put together. I don't know exactly what it was, just the confrontation, the tenseness. Just It took me a while to get the feel for it, but once I did, it felt pretty good. It was school. James as Keith. I just, I, I, think, I think I mentioned this before. We got a lot of very young for Keith, um, like way younger than I think it should be. Um, CPD, which no one ever calls it ever, but I decided to. Um, what was I talking about? Disjointed. Keith. Um, we were really, it was good to have somebody, because um, he didn't audition for Keith initially, actually. He auditioned for Ganymede, but we liked his voice for Keith, and we asked him to play that, and he was he graciously accepted, um, because we weren't looking for young. We were looking for young adult. Right. No. Wait, yeah, when you when you put you know a high school kid, people tend to go for squeaky, high pitched, not gone through puberty yet. Um, but there are a lot of high schoolers who have gone through puberty, so um, he has the perfect voice for Keith there. Undercover, that's the whole point. Yay, James! It's not safe, Keith. I don't want you getting. And a couple of lines back, you heard some clicking sounds. That was actually Jane's cane unfolding. My my wife is blind; she has a collapsible cane, and so I just folded that and just to give it a little extra sound rather than just picking up something. Which I swear isn't the reason Dave is our assistant director. It's just a very nope. strange coincidence. I I might need to borrow some of those in the future in case I need some some cane sound effects. It really works out. In fact, mm -hmm. she's getting a new one, so she told me I could abuse the old one as much as I wanted. Nice! <laughs> Fully work for the win! <laughs> Anna keeps getting saddled with caned characters. Yeah! Yeah, it's, it's happened a few times. <laughs> yeah, and then that's our first mention of Keith's dad. Um, I I, I'm, I'm just, I'm such a jerk. That's important! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so I'm going to have poor Liza all alone. She's going to go off and listen to the audiobook. Mm -hmm. That's right. So that's that's what the title came from. It came from a section of David Copperfield, um, the same chapter that this was in. Um, and the same chapter that the next title, or um, the same chapter that the title of the next episode, just called A Lingering Jealousy Even of Death, um, is also from. And this is David Alt. Yes. The, uh, only audiobook narrator in the entire universe here. Yes. Well, it's the same audiobook, but yeah, he's also the only voicemail machine. And um, later on in the episode, he does a commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that. That's in this episode, isn't it? That's yep. Because right. I'll talk about it when we get there. That's a fun story. So we're in the TV studio where Christian Holdridge does his uh, news coverage, uh, which is why he's not filtered, because we're actually live. Live. This is our first time, first time meeting Holdridge in person. Yes. Uh, who is played by Corson Bremer. Yes. Also, Tim will bring you the weather. A little jingle that uh, Dave picked out for and the, the show. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Chris. And it's Patrick Lewis as the, as the producer with some great ad-libbing. Oh, he had a lot of ad-libs. It was kind of hard to pick one. And I went with that one. Who wants to know? But yeah, he calls Christian Holdridge Chris because Christian Holdridge also was in the original drafts labeled slash Kristen Holdridge in case we decided to um, cast some right. of the female persuasion in that regard. Ah. What did he look like? So, um, worst sound effects cue for you ever. An empty room with the window left open, a la the dark night. Mm. Well, so, <laughs> I made <sorry>. it work. <laughs> Wait, you rented out an apartment for someone you didn't get a good look at? Yep, so Dave, so we pretty much went by locations. Like, I did the shady alley scenes, Dave did these uh, apartment scenes. Um, it's kind of how it worked out for this episode. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's nice, and, and M, um, it was good to give Em these lines, because this is such a small character, and M has such a, a, a specific way about her, and a, and a very strong grasp of character. It was great to get her in there to um, bring life to this character we don't really see again. Mm -hmm. So here we have the uh, investigating part of the episode. To the year, Chicago. Thanks, Chris. Mm, right. My <laughs> great criminal career. It'd make a great movie. This this piece is the voices, which I used very briefly in the earlier scene when Raphael burst in, and now we get to hear more of it here. It it kind of fits Raphael like really well. Yeah. Must be where this uh, Steve or Sam took the shot. Yeah. Yeah, that looks right. I like it. I liked getting Raphael and Lakeisha to banter. It's 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 fun. They've got good chemistry. I like it. So you mean you secretly a physicist, social studies girl, of course. And then Raphael, I just I was a nothing girl. Not really being one. This was one of those episodes. Teresa's um, our editor, Teresa Stacy. Um, her biggest complaint with my writing is you repeat words all the time. Which is fine if you're on TV or in a play because then you have something else going on. But it's just the words, so it becomes annoying. And so most of my scripts come back with highlights all through them of the same word over and over and over and over again. Let's get out of here. We'll bring Jane in tomorrow. Have her take a look. Or, you know. 
And now we transition to Clark's house apartment. And I deliberately uh, cut part of the line where he said the Cubs beat the Rangers because I just can't have that. <gasps> I live in St. Louis. How do you think I feel? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a diehard Cubs fan, but I'm surrounded by the Cardinals fans. They're everywhere. Everywhere. Nathan Clark. Sergeant I just pictured yeah. Clark having a kind of older phone, so like, I kind of want that simpler tone there. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, say, I did, I did the same with uh, Corson's. Oh, well, sorry, Christian Holdridge's ringtone. Because, you know, him being a news anchor, I would imagine his phone being going off all the time, so he can't really have a fancy right. pop tune ringtone. You tell me what you want, I'll tell you how serious. Yeah. In the background, I've got a very large, loud air conditioner. I don't know why I just decided that his house should be beaten up, beaten down enough to have a loud air conditioner. <laughs> or I think a heater, because it's March. Well, heater. No, no tengo tiempo. It was good to get Rafael, and also good to get some Spanish in here, which was edited heavily by Ana Rodriguez. Thank si, you. yo sé español. Si. <laughs> you know sé uh, so, uh, Rafael, what you uh, what are you looking for there, buddy? While you're uh, talking to your mom, he's uh, searching for something. All right. I don't I, know. What I could don't, he possibly be looking for? I don't know. He seems uh, like he's, he's uh, eager to find it. This this episode makes it pretty clear, but we'll, we'll state it obviously later. Oh yeah. Vámonos, vámonos. Oh, and funnily enough, this woodwork piece is called Dark Roads. So. Uh, Take what you will from the uh, title. <laughs> and that's um, there are one glimpse of um, Mark Zaracor as Lucas Cameron for this episode. Um, spelled L-U-K-A-S-Z. Because the um, the character of Jane was originally named Cameron Lucas. Or Cal Lucas. It was either. Um, and I chose to reuse that name because I like the name. Thank you. No. So, this is the final scene in the episode. Um, I normally, if you've followed my directing for a while, I rarely use songs with lyrics. Um, but this one, the singing's so subtle, and I don't think it really distracts from the dialogue. So this is like one of the very few times I've used songs with lyrics, but I really liked it. So, I put it in. <laughs> yeah, this is a, um... sure I do. Will you let me yeah, I, 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 this is the reason that this script is seven or six or seven drafts long is because this scene was very difficult to do tastefully. I don't like this little. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a dark scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I have this thing with finding songs that songs that have song titles that fit the scenes, mm-hmm. and this one's called "She Remained." So. And we're, we're being brought back a little bit to the main uh, main plot right there. Looks like Uriah's got a backup. And that's another mention of the name Uriah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So that's an that's an episode, folks. Woohoo! Well. Let it go. Life used to be so good to me till I started slipping in and out of reality. 
Ladies and gentlemen, One, Jack two, three, four. Oh, man. Okay. I love that song. <laughs> so catchy. This was so fun. Um, and again, I feel the need to thank Ryan and the folks at Mile 96 for letting us use this. For sure. Now, Jack, you now have to sing the end credit song every episode from now on out. This has become... You did it yep. this time. Okay. You have to do it every time now. Good. David Alt as the audiobook. Uh, well, wait, I don't think that the commercial was David, was, or the commercial with David was in this episode. Oh, it's in that next one, sorry. I've been... That's right. Yeah, it's okay. It it's really enjoyable. It's fun. It's a fun story. Um, Oh. Yay, Dave Morgan! Yeah, Dave Morgan! Um, okay, so we will get to the commercial next. Next month. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Um, if you dig it, send us uh, send us an email or uh, excuse me, tweet us at, at @pendantweb or uh, what else was I gonna say? There was one other thing. Groups Keep listening. Give us a review on iTunes. Yep, on Yahoo or on Facebook. Um, yeah. We will catch you all next month for episode, uh, season one, episode five. A lingering jealousy even of death. Sounds ominous. I love that name. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.